All right, welcome to Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. Good stuff. All right. I wanted to start with the NBA about halfway through the season. But then I was like, oh, maybe I should start with the NFL playoffs starting this weekend. But then I was like, you know what? Let me get the lame story out of the way. And that's the national championship. 65 to freaking 7. <laughs> This game was over after the first quarter. Like, what the hell was that? Now, granted, there's nothing you could do. No one saw it coming. There's no way to safeguard against something like that happening. But, Jesus Christ, 65-7? to I mean, TCU coming off of an instant classic against Michigan. Just to lay an egg. Like... What the hell just happened? I would have preferred anything else other than that. I would have been okay with Nick Saban hoisting the trophy again in a good game rather than what we got. Like, Jesus Christ, that was horrible. I only saw a few minutes because it was over that quickly and the Spurs were playing. But holy crap, I'm glad I didn't order food for that. That would have been a waste of food. Like, holy balls, that was bad. But now I'm over it, so. But onto a, I think, a good story. Uh, Carlos Correa finally has a contract. <laughs> finally. Finally. Ink to paper. Maybe it was digital signature, I don't know. But six years, $200 million to go back to Minnesota. Like, what the hell just happened? The Giants had him. Then they're like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. And then the Mets are like, send the jet. We'll get, we'll sign you. And then they're like, well, wait a minute. This is what the Giants had a problem with. Hold on. And then Minnesota's like, hey, we still like you. We'll sign you. Like, wow, I've never seen anything like this happen. Maybe someone else can recall something, but never seen a player agree to terms, basically. Like, have so much ish, so many issues come up with the physical. Like, this dude isn't hurt. Like, he's ready to go. But they got questions about something long term. And which is fair, but man. How many of these players actually finish out these contracts, these ten year deals with their original team? How many? Honestly. But man, just And then honestly, how about the Giants just laying an egg for the offseason? I mean, they before the season even finished, they were pounding their chest saying, we will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. And then you didn't get Aaron Judge. And then no star free agent went there. You didn't get any of the shortstops. And then the Mets had just spent an egregious amount of money, only to probably not even win their division, because that's just what the Mets do. 
and now he's going back to Minnesota, which I which is I think is a nice win for both sides. You know, he gets a decent contract, good money, well earned, and Minnesota gets a win in free agency. Not a huge win, but still a win, and that's nice. I think everyone's got a soft spot for Minnesota ever since um, Little Big League. It's a good movie. So happy that's over. He's a good dude, good ball player. Crazy situation. So let's move on to the NBA. Halfway through the season for most squads, if everyone's at about 40, 41 games played. And, I mean, overall, not really surprised with how anything's gone. I mean, you look at, like, the Eastern Conference, you know, your top four teams are Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Cavs. That's not a surprise. We know the quality of these teams. Everybody's kind of beating up on each other a little bit, but you could say Cleveland's the surprise. But then again, similar to Memphis a couple years ago, New Orleans last year, you know they made a little noise with the play-in and the first round. So you knew there was quality there. You just didn't know if they could make the next step. They went out, got themselves Donovan Mitchell. Now the only question was which Donovan Mitchell they've gotten. And so far, especially after the 71-point game, we've gotten more of the bubble Donovan. And that's a really good sign for them. 26-15, three games back at first. Um... They just got to get a little more depth. I think they're looking wing. They've been talking Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, they might need a backup point guard. I, I'd have to look at their roster again. But overall, I mean, Philly's in fifth. I think the Pacers are a nice surprise. Five games over 500. And they have a ton of cap room. They could do go any direction now. You know, are they going to keep Miles Turner? Are they going to keep Buddy Heald? Who can they add? What kind of deals can they make? I mean, they, they have a lot of options. Uh, but then you look at the bottom. Atlanta, 9. Bulls, 10. Raptors, 11. Wizards, 12. You know, a lot of team, these teams with talent. Wondering, is there a move to be made? Is it a buy situation? Is it a sell situation? You know, the Bulls... I mean, and honestly, it's not that big of a surprise. And these teams have kind of stood still the last couple of years. They haven't really done anything to improve. You know, Atlanta's been trying to trade John Collins for like two years now. Miami, they only added Kyle Lowry. Since then, they've handcuffed themselves by giving... Out, you know, I, I think the Duncan Robinson was a bad contract. I'm always against paying specialists, but that's another conversation. The Bulls, I mean, we knew the problems were going to happen because one, they don't have any stellar defenders on their team. Lonzo's missed the whole year, and they don't really have a lot of good shooting. They have good scorers, they just don't have really good shooting. So, not totally surprised at their situation. A little more surprised with the Raptors because they have, you know, really a nice core of Fred Van Vliet, OG, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal, who's playing great. 
uh, probably just need a little more depth. But, and then the Wizards, you know, Bradley Bill's missing time, but they've got nice talent elsewhere. Kuzma's being talked about in the trade market. It's a nice piece to get if you're a contender. But overall, surprise, not surprise with some things. I think Pacers are the nice surprise. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much gone the way you would have expected. Good teams are at the top. And then it's just kind of a mishmash of everybody else at the bottom. Uh, in the West, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, a little surprised Denver sitting up there in first little bit uh we knew they would be good jamal murray has played some but hasn't played full time every game yet but we know that's a very talented team very talented memphis sitting right there with them at basically tied for first we knew memphis was going to be there now i called it i'm just saying i called it but new orleans is in third and I told y'all they were going to make the jump. They did the exact same thing Memphis did last year. And that was get into the playoffs, make noise, then come back next year with experience and a little more talent. I mean, New Orleans almost took out Phoenix last year, didn't have Zion. And granted, Zion's missing some time right now, but they've had Zion for most of the year. And they've looked great. And they haven't had Brandon Ingram. So New Orleans is sitting pretty right now. And I like New Orleans going forward. They've got depth, versatility, star power. They've got everything you need to contend. I got a lot of faith in New Orleans. Dallas sitting in there at four. I've, which is where I thought they would be four to six range. Because you have, obviously, Luka. But you don't really have anybody else. And that's where the trademark trade deadline is going to be huge for Dallas. If they stand pat, they don't do anything to improve. First, second round exit. They're not doing to the Western Conference Finals again. That, that's not happening. King's sitting there in fifth. But I, not totally surprised. I don't think they'll finish there. But, I mean, that's a talented squad. Bringing in Sabonis, you draft Keegan Murray, you got Darren Fox. It's, there's talent there. They can win games, but they're still a move or two away from really being a good playoff team. Warriors starting to bounce back, sitting at 2020. Clippers, again, just need to be healthy. Phoenix, health is an issue there. The Jazz have finally come back to earth a little bit. And then the Lakers sitting down there in 12th. Not, not totally surprising. They didn't improve. And again, health is the issue. Anthony Davis doesn't want to stay healthy for whatever reason. It's really weird that he just can't stay healthy. So now it's a less than a month to the trade deadline. By a day, but still. Less than a month. Who really needs a trade? Like, let's start out East. 
who really needs a trade to solidify their contending contendership okay i don't think boston needs to do anything they just gotta stay healthy brooklyn could use depth but they're still pretty solid star power wise talent wise they're still pretty solid but they could use some depth milwaukee i saw i'm pretty sure it's bleacher report uh a deal getting kuzma for combination of guys i i like that they need someone to take some scoring pressure off of Giannis and drew but i think if they can just kind of cruise into the playoffs top two top three i think they can I think Giannis can flip a switch and become and play dominant basketball. They don't necessarily need to make a move, but if they make the right move, like getting a Kyle Kuzma, that could put them over the top. Uh, Cleveland, again, it's just depth. They got plenty of talent and versatility. Philly, I mean, every year we're talking about Philly, what does Philly need to do? I mean, you got James Harden, you got Joel Embiid, you got two of the most dominant players on offense. You just got to make it work. And at some point, we're going to start blaming Doc Rivers for this. Every year they talk about trading Tobias Harris, and then, you know, I turn on the TV and Tobias is dropping 30. You know, figure it out. You've got all the pieces there. Figure it out. And then everyone after that, it's, are they in a buy or sell situation? Knicks, Pacers, Heat. Hawks, Bulls again. What do you do? Do you buy or do you sell? Remains to be seen. Out West, I think Denver and Memphis, I think that Denver, New Orleans, and Memphis are good to go. They just need to be healthy. Mavericks have to do something. They absolutely have to. The usage rate on Doncic is ridiculous and like let's put it like this everyone's jumping on the Doncic bandwagon because you know he dropped 60 against the Knicks and he backed it up 51 in Spurs but he had to score 60 to beat the Knicks in overtime he had to score 51 to beat the Spurs and then you come back and you get spanked by Boston at home by 30 you need some help Look at last year. Granted, you know, you took care of a, a decent Utah team that ended up blowing it up. And then you took care of Phoenix. But then you ran up against a healthy Golden State team and you got you got outclassed. Get Lucas some help. What help can they get? I don't know. They don't really have amazing assets to move. But you got to do something. They're the team, I think, out west that cannot stay still. The Kings, who knows um, if they're, if they have assets to move and how they can improve. The Warriors, again, just need to get healthy. Clippers need to get healthy. Phoenix needs to get healthy. So at the end of the day, I mean, for Dallas, if you don't improve, 
and all these other teams get healthy, you could find yourself in the play-in very easily. Well, obviously, we can't talk about trade deadline without talking about the Lakers. What are they going to do? Should they trade Westbrook? Who are they going to get? And I'm going to sit here and tell you that they shouldn't do anything. Regardless of anybody's health, don't do anything. Do not sell off those future first-round picks that you're going to need for a vague attempt at trying to contend this year. I don't care who you get. You're not going to be better than Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Golden State, Clippers. You're still not going to be better than any of these teams. You're not going to be better than Boston. You're not going to be better than Milwaukee or Brooklyn. You just aren't. I don't care. Ride the season out. Keep your assets. Let Russell Westbrook walk at the end of the year. You'll have a lot of cap flexibility because the salary cap's going to go up again. And then go out and do what you need to do. But you just, I mean, and LeBron, everyone's talking about, oh, LeBron's unhappy. Well, he made this happen. They had DeRozan ready to go on the way to L.A. And then he said, well, no, I want my buddy Russell. It's his own fault. <laughs> no one's fault but your own, man. And they might sneak into the play-in. It's going to be tough. But I just you don't make I don't think you make a move. If you if you're going to make a move, then you got to blow it up. You got to go nuclear and you got to blow it up. That's what I would do. I think at this point you do that. Unless there's guys in free agency next year that you really feel confident that you can get. I think I think if you're going to do moves, you blow it up. You don't trade Westbrook along with a first-rounder just to get some bits and pieces because you're not going to get anything good. You're not going to get anything that's going to put you over the top or make you better than any of these other teams. And by that point, you could be so far out that you still may end up in a play-in and you could still easily get knocked out. It's not worth it. It just isn't. So... We'll see how the next few weeks go. See what the trade deadline brings. Because there's going to be moves. There's going to be plenty of moves. So let's switch gears. Let's talk NFL playoffs. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at the schedule a little while ago. I hadn't even... I didn't even know the Chargers made the playoffs. (laughs) And they're actually a little bit... They're actually favored against the Jags. But I like the Jags. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. Dolphins, Bills. Yeah, I mean, I think even if Tua plays, I mean, he could make it closer, but I think Buffalo, especially with everything that's happened, thank God for DeMar and that medical staff for both the Bills and Cincinnati University Hospital. Um, I think... I think they're going to have a lot of fan support from outside Buffalo now. I think they're the team of destiny to at least make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Saquon Barkley fan, but I'm not a Daniel Jones fan. I don't think he can make winning throws. Vikings, good team for the most part. I don't see how they stop Jefferson. 
So I don't think that game's going to be very close. I think the game that could be the closest one of the weekend, wildcard weekend, is going to be Baltimore-Cincinnati. Simply because Lamar Jackson is impossible to to shut down completely. And Cincinnati's playing good football. Two good teams that can do what they want to do. And I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And I want to say you don't want Lamar to have the ball last. Too dangerous, passing and running. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. Baltimore hasn't looked very good the last few weeks. Cincinnati's playing their best football. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Baltimore won that game. And then Seattle, San Francisco. You know, it's really cool what's happened in San Francisco, the turnaround and Purdy coming out of nowhere but i'm rooting for seattle i'm rooting for geno smith i love that story i love the fact that he's battled for 10 years to make it in the league and now he's made the pro bowl he's got the team in the playoffs how bad does that make russell wilson look (laughs) uh i am i'm rooting for seattle they're probably not gonna win that game san francisco is very good but you never know. I mean, you're talking about quarterbacks that have never really been in this situation. So we'll see. But the game of the weekend, there's a reason why it's a standalone game on Monday night. Cowboys-Buccaneers. All right. So it's a rematch of week one. And that wasn't a very good game. Dak got hurt. Tom Brady didn't look really good. And quite honestly, neither team has looked very good all year. Yeah, Dallas has had more ups than downs, but lately, I don't have confidence. At least I don't have that much confidence in Dak. Nothing personal. I like him as a person. Really good dude. But, I mean, he's almost guaranteed to throw an interception every week. And lately it's been pick sixes too. And you throw a pick six in the playoffs, I mean, that you're, I mean, you might as well just give up the game. That's pretty much the game. You can't afford to do that. The running game hasn't been very good either. So he's going to have to make some throws. And lately, the throws are late, the throws are behind receivers, or they're just straight up to the other team. But then again, the defense is much improved, and... Tom Brady didn't look that great against the Cowboys week one. And the defense is better now. So this is a winnable game for Dallas. But that secondary, who I also have questions about, that secondary has got to show up. And Dak cannot throw picks. He just can't. This is a huge game. Um... If Dak doesn't win this game, I said earlier in the season, I think Dallas should go all in for Lamar Jackson. Quite frankly, I don't care. I mean, I'm such a Lamar Jackson fan. I don't care. If, as long as he goes to Houston, I don't care. As long as he comes to Texas, I'll be happy. But if the Cowboys want to win, you need a guy that can make winning plays. And Lamar Jackson actually does make winning plays. Dak hasn't proven to do that yet. 
but he's got a golden opportunity because Tampa Bay is not that good. But then again, you're going up against the greatest quarterback of all time, so you can never count them out. But you've got to do it now. There's no excuses. Your offensive line, yes, is a little beat up, but still good. Your running backs are decent and they're healthy. You've got wide receivers. You've got a good defense. The excuses are done. You've got to do it. But I'll tell you right now, if he throws an interception, then Cowboys are not winning the game. They're, they're just not. But yeah, I think that'll wrap up this edition of Sports with a Cuppa. I do want to leave you with this. Since we're talking football and the Vikings are in the playoffs, I believe the only time a quarterback has ever thrown a touchdown to himself was Brad Johnson when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. No other quarterback has ever thrown a touchdown to himself. Granted, the pass was bad at the line of scrimmage and he caught it and ran it in, but it counts. Now you figure someone more athletic, you know, or even maybe like a Ben Roethlisberger would have done that. But no, Brad freaking Johnson. <laughs> Only quarterback to ever throw a touchdown pass to himself. So good luck to the Vikings. Good luck to all the teams. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. We'll see how things shake up. We'll catch you next time.